Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I am your host, Blake Rafino. This is Are You Serious Sports. We hope that you guys are making it a good one. We know that we are as well. Huge show in store for you tonight. We will do an LSU versus Purdue preview. As we will, I mean, look, we will be live tomorrow at 10 a.m. So, Mark your calendars. Get ready. Because we're going to be live at 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. So we probably will talk about that game a little bit tomorrow. Uh, as myself and Joe DeLeon, if you've been watching us on Saturday mornings, have launched our new SEC college football show, the Rafino and Joe Show. Um, nevertheless, nevertheless, We'll talk about that more tomorrow, but I say that to say this will probably be the last time uh, before the game that we talk in great depth about uh, LSU versus Purdue. Jane Daniels ready to go, being at practice. I'll give you a little update about JD5. It looks like he is going to start for LSU this upcoming Monday against the spoiler makers. Hopefully, they're not the spoiler makers on Monday against the Tigers, but nevertheless, Jane Daniels appears to be ready to go from what we've seen and what we've heard so far over the last couple of days. We'll touch on that. We'll get to some keys to victory, what I think LSU wants to do, what they need to do to be able to come away with their 10th victory. You don't need to, you don't need to come away from this season with Arkansas being the last win that you have and, you know, obviously with the offensive performance that you've had over the last couple of weeks or last couple of games, rather. So we'll we'll touch on that. We'll touch and talk on that as we'll do a preview and our keys to victory. Down goes Arkansas, as in case you missed it last night, LSU and Matt McMahon. Hey, Zach, Matt McMahon 
American gangster. Is that too soon? Is it too soon to say we got a coach, a real live coach? Well, some people aren't going to like me saying that, but nevertheless, we'll wait. I mean, I mean, <laughs> Matt McMahon, Eric, uh, American gangster, as the LSU basketball Tigers take down the Razorbacks last night, Arkansas goes down. A lot of excuses being made from the Arkansas side. Oh, we love two starters. Dude, LSU had one player, not scholarship player, one player on their roster that was a walk-on when Matt McMahon took over the program. Spare me. You, multiple five stars, multiple four stars. You're out a couple starters and you're boohooing. No, that's not how this is going to work. So we'll touch on that. We'll recap that game uh, from last night. Wilson Alexander from The Advocate joins us at 630. Um, obviously, want to talk a little bit about Kayshawn Booty with him. Want to talk LSU versus Purdue uh, as well. Um, what does he hear? What does he know about Kayshawn Booty? Um, as Zach, to start off the show here tonight, I'm just going to go ahead and rip off a little bit of the Band-Aid. Um, I'm not going to go into any detail or anything like that, but ripping now off the Band-Aid because we had a lot of people in here last night blaming somebody uh, when obviously the fault of Kayshawn Booty not playing the bowl game was nobody else's besides Kayshawn Booty's. So we'll touch on that. Uh, Sean Payton in the news. Uh, let me tell you something. I, I, I don't know how you guys feel, but I do believe it's of my feeling, even though it, it is the man's birthday today and Sean Payton, uh, that he is trolling a little bit in reference to possibly coming back to the Saints. Does Gail Benson fire Dennis Allen after year one? Now, should she? Probably. But will she? I do not know that. Um, but I would welcome Sean Payton back. But it does feel like a little bit of a troll job. We'll get to that as we wrap up the show here tonight. And as we do every Tuesday and Thursday, hashtag Ask Blake. You have questions, thoughts, concerns. Bring them inside the Rudy Crew chat, and we'll get to as many of them uh, as we can. As we can. Uh, yes, Zach, tomorrow is Friday. We are going tomorrow live at 10 a.m. on Friday as it'll be the official first show, the official first show uh, of the Rafino and Joe show live from our Believe studio. So, going to be really fun. <laughs> I think Zach texted me too. Mr. Blake, you said tomorrow. <laughs> oh, no. No, he didn't. Oh, a nice picture. Nice edit. Hopefully, Zach's got him. <laughs> We're so ill-prepared for that show tomorrow morning. Zach, I forgot to tell you, I hope you have <laughs> some kind of intro for us. <laughs> well, give me like a 45-second intro at least. Do something. Help. Help. <laughs> oh, it'll be fine. All right, let's get to a couple comments, though, before we get rolling. Andrew Paul's up. Martin says, McMahon, McMania. I like that. I like that. Mac Daddy Donk said, Mac Daddy Donk <laughs> says, Booty is leaving because of grades uh, from what I'm hearing. That's no. Uh-uh. Um, maybe some of it, maybe some of it, but nothing that would have kept him out of this bowl game. Look, 
Um, we'll get into I actually I guess we can kind of get into a little bit of it right now. Uh, or we'll just wait. We'll just wait. I'll, I'll start the show off with Kayshawn. I, I mean, listen. Y'all can blame whoever you want, but when you break team rules, you break team rules. So. I'm not my my whole thing is 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 this is being reported like this has already been reported from some about Kayshawn Booty breaking team rules or or team violations whatever you want to call it and the fan base refuses to listen to it refuses to listen to it I mean I don't mean this in a wrong way but I mean at what point are we going to start stop speculating? Stop speculating on what happened in reference to, oh, he violated team rules, but that's a cover-up for Jaden bullshit. Brian Kelly would not make up an elaborate story to suspend Kayshawn Booty for a bowl game and him not travel with the team if it was Jaden Daniels' fault. Stop, dude. Like, some of y'all are just going insane. Uh, Andrew pulls up again, says, we're not a top-five team, so we should be cleared of any spoiler making. That's true. That's very, very, very true. Uh, very true. Yeah, I did take Florida State. They do look. So I had a three-team parlay again. Last night I had a cash out before that old Miss game got a little rowdy. Um, nevertheless, I did take Florida State in this one, but they do look a little. Um, they do look. They do look a little human right now, but guys, this is a bowl game. They got a lot of transfers coming in. They, they, what, you know, and I, I kind of wanted to go on a Rafino's rants on this one. Guys, what happens in a bowl game does not necessarily dictate what's going to happen for you next year. It just doesn't. It just doesn't. Uh, Jason Brumfield says, demote D uh, Dennis Allen to D.C. Yeah, I don't think he'll do that. I don't think he's going to take the head coaching position and then get demoted. Why would you do that? Why, why, like, why would you do that? I don't, I don't think he would take it. Why would he? And, and here's another thing. Why is Sean Payton assembling a staff? And, and another question is, why is Sean Payton assembling a staff if he knows that he's coming back to the Saints? I mean, you're pretty much all of Sean Payton's staff uh, – with all due respect, you know, you would think a lot of them, a lot of those guys are on the Saints right now. You know, like, what does he know that we don't? What does he know that we don't? Then feels wrong. Feels weird, man. Uh, Mikey says, hashtag ask Blake, any new trending portal ads? <sighs> Fintero Cypress, maybe. Um, but anybody saying, um, Anybody saying like he, he, you know, mm. Mm. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay away from that. Jason Brumfield says the intro can be Zach uh, combing his hair for 20 seconds and winking in the camera, and it looks like Zach said it'd be guaranteed clicks from who? Well, Lucy definitely. Lucy, definitely. Lucy will definitely be in here being, oh, Mr. Zach. Ooh. Ooh. Uh, Spectrum Welfare says FSU equals a transfer portal. That This year, that's right. That's right. 
LSU women is down seven to six early in the first TV timeout. Yeah, they'll be all right. They'll be all right. Uh, Jason Van, uh, Jason Van. We'll just call him Jason Van. I don't want to butcher this man's last name. He says if Peyton comes back, DA has gone. Yeah, I mean he, he he he's gone. I just don't understand why he would come back. I don't see why he'd come back. I mean Arizona. You know, what happens with Staley and with the Chargers? I mean, there's a lot of scenarios. I think there's a lot of teams that if they had a shot at Sean Payton, they would fire him. They would fire him. Uh, Chris says, do you think Chris Hilton stays at LSU next season? We'll see. We'll see. I think he could get some playing time uh, this Saturday or this upcoming Monday. I, I really do believe that. I think, he, you know, from what I understand, he, he's healthy. Um, you know, we'll see. Lucy B, you say her name, she appears. She says, I will definitely click while I'm at work. Okay, okay. Lucy, I think you and Zach need to uh, message each other. Hit hit Zach up in the DMs. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Carter, I'm on a show, dude. Like, how are you? why are you calling me during a show, bro? I'm really on a show. Because I always do a show at six on Thursdays, so she sees how much that you actually watch my shows. I, 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 you, you go on at seven, but I forgot you go on Thursdays at six. AYS Nation was good, baby. Are you just calling to like you know take over the show? I mean, like, what are you doing here? Man, I, I mean, I, I got a double dip, baby. You gotta love it, All right. AYS Nation. All right, call you back. Call you back. Bye. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, Brandon Ortega says, any word on the DB from Virginia? Yeah, Fantrell Cypress. I, I I think people are kind of jumping the gun a little bit on that one. I think people are jumping the gun a little bit on that one. So we'll see. I mean, look, I think LSU is going to do what they can to get him on campus. Um, I, I do know that they've tried to um, limit him from committing. So anywhere else, I should say. We'll see on that one. We'll see. I think LSU's in a dog battle. Uh, Carter, the Twangy Smoothie Podcast. Yeah, that's him. He's calling me. No telling what he wants. Uh, Calvin, last one before we get rolling. He says, Blake, why do you need a top 10, 12, 14 pick a number for playoff when half the players won't be playing the bowl games? Well, I, I think that players will play in the playoffs, though, Calvin. You know what I mean? I, th I think that they'll play in the playoffs. I, playoffs, I, I don't think that you have, you'll have an issue with players playing the playoffs at all. Uh, you know, people are looking at your boy uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba from Ohio State. They're like, oh, he opted out of the playoffs. No, he didn't. Guys, he's been hurt all season. Stop. He he wouldn't have, you know, they said he well, he could have been cleared, but he wouldn't have been cleared. You know, the, you, you got doctors that have had to come out and defend Jackson Smith and Jigba saying, guys, he wouldn't, there's no way he was going to play right now. It just wasn't it wasn't going to happen. So with all that being, you know, with all of that being said, like everybody's old oh, players don't play. Guys, and this is what I wanted to go on my Rafino's rants on. Let's just be real. I know that you love bowl games and you like bowl games. I like bowl games a lot too. I don't, I don't necessarily go sit here and say that I love them, but I think bottom line, they're glorified scrimmages. They don't mean anything. You losing or winning a bowl game does at this point does not help you in recruiting. It's not going to booster you for next season. 
I mean, maybe it gives you it gives fans confidence for whatever reason. But you know, like Alabama a couple of years ago went eleven and two, and then wind up coming back the next year and running the table. You know, like the, the year that they lost to Utah, they won the national and the Sugar Bowl. They won the national title the following season. It doesn't, in my opinion, doesn't really give a two two Rudy Poos. You're going out there with your teammates. You got another game to play, sure, but let's just be real. What a what a bowl game is? It's a glorified scrimmage. It, I mean, you can call, you can say what well, makes me feel good inside. It makes me feel all warm. It makes my my private parts feel good. I don't care really what you say about it. I don't care that your private parts get excited when you see bowl games. The bottom line is, it's a glorified scrimmage. <laughs> oh, my private parts. Oh, oh. Anyway, all right, let's get this thing rolling. Everybody, do us a favor by hitting the like and share. So many of you listen to us live right now here on Facebook. Do us a favor, stop, collaborate, and listen. Hit the like and share. Share to all of those Facebook groups. Share to your own social media pages. If you're listening to us on YouTube, like, subscribe, notification bell. Getting ever so close to 5K subscribers. I feel a giveaway coming out. You know, I am giving, you know, uh, our, our good friends that run your pool is doing the $1,000 giveaway for whoever wins the Bowl Mania. The least y'all can do if you're listening to us and you're not subscribed on YouTube right now is go over there and subscribe. Don't be a Rudy Poo. Don't be a freaking Rudy Poo. Go over there and subscribe. We appreciate you doing that. We're giving away $1,000. We'll give away more if it gets us to 5K. Also, shout out to our good friends over at SiriusXM, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you listen to podcasts, rate, review, subscribe as well. We appreciate you doing that. All right, Zach, let's get to our first break. I want to get to some Kayshawn Booty news. Then we'll get to some keys to victory. We'll talk about LSU-Purdue and LSU upsets Arkansas. We'll talk about all three of those coming up next. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way for you to wager on all of your favorite sports, contests, events, with the first-to-market odds in lines. Find reviews for all the news for each league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, college sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all of your sports information for live, in-game betting, props, and futures. Head on over to BetOnline today and use your mobile device to join and make your first sports bet. Use our promo code BELIEVE50, that's BELIEVE50, B-L-E-A-V-5-0, to receive your 50% off welcome bonus on your first deposit. That's BetOnline.ag, BetOnline.ag. With over 65 years of experience, nobody is better equipped to service in your vehicle than GM Vardo and Sons. RV repair, big rig overhauls, motor chassis, routine maintenance, tire rotations, tire sales. No job is too big or too small over at GM. If you break down the side of the road in the greater Baton Rouge area, they will come and get you. And the best thing about that is that they can come and get you and then they can bring your vehicle back to their shop and start the repairs right then. Again, GM Varno and Sons, go see them over at 2500 Fuller Boulevard. Give them a call at 225-664-9992. 225-664-9992. Tell me, good friend, play Grafino. Sit you on by. We're back. That's a hell of a comeback. <laughs> uh, K 
KJ Johnson on YouTube says, give Harold Perkins number seven. Yeah, yeah, I don't know about that. Um, Chris H says, I zone, I zone out for just a minute, and all I hear is Blake talking about someone's private parts feeling good. Yeah, I mean, that's how people say, oh, these players aren't playing bowl games. Hootie doody, hootie doody. Oh, my bowl games make my private parts feel good. They make them all tingly, Mr. Blake. <laughs> Dude, they're glorified scrimmages. Oh, Blake, the wind still counts. Cool, cute. It's cute. Makes you feel good. Doesn't mean it's an accomplishment of really anything. Guys, you got to... Let me tell you something, Zach. And I'll tell this to everybody that's listening to this. Playing in a bowl game if you, with the potential for you to get hurt and you could go to the NFL... Like if Jay Ward, God read, God bless him, and knock on wood. I hope Jay Ward doesn't get hurt. In me saying this, but Jay Ward has the very likely potential that if he goes out there on Monday and gets hurt in the process, guys, that could kill his draft stock. You you understand that, right? Like you get that. And, and what does that do? He does not get paid for playing in that bowl game. LSU will make a million dollars for playing in the damn cheese it Citrus Bowl. And what it, how does that help Jay Ward? Everybody's like, well, we can put more film on tape. Guys, he's played 59 games. <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Like, I, I don't, you can get mad at me all the live long day and, and what whatever. I understand that, but bowl games, majority of them, are glorified scrimmages. Do I love watching them play? Do I want the players to play? Yes and yes. Am I mad if they opt out? No. No, I'm not. Let's do get this to uh, get to this about Kayshawn Booty as well. So let's transition. Let me set everything up because I feel like I'm going to have people get mad and throw comments. Guys, Kayshawn Booty, and, and look, I, I strongly, and I mean strongly, damn near said it last night. I'm just going to go ahead and say it here. Kayshawn Booty broke team violations. It's not what you think it is. You know, does he maybe have a little bit of a grades issue? Yeah. Cool. I mean, that could be a great excuse. If what happens comes out, it comes out. I'm not talking about it. I'm not getting involved in it. He broke team rules. That's what that's what happened. Whatever. It is what it is. He's moving on to the draft. Good luck to him. Good luck to Kayshawn. Good luck to, you know, his potential draft stock. Whatever. Let me make this very clear. Okay, because apparently I wasn't making it clear last night. So let me make it clear again. If you break team violation and team rules and you get suspended for a bowl game, okay, that does not dictate – or matter, that is not Jane Daniels' fault. That is not Brian Kelly's fault. That is not Garrett Nussmeyer's fault. That is not Walker Howard's fault. That is not any, that's not Cortez Hankton's fault for on Kayshawn's behalf. That's not uh, a Mike Dambrock's fault. That it's literally no one's fault other than Kayshawn's. Guys, when you're a player in college, you had three obligations that you have. And, and I had them just as much as Kayshawn did when I was at Southeastern. Number one, you'd go to class and you'd take care of grades. 
No questions asked, no matter what. You go to study hall if you got to go to study hall. How Southeastern did it and how we did it, we would literally go to practice. This was our day. Wake up at 4, 5 a.m. I would probably get like a little smoothie. Usually, at least during the season, I would go to the 5 a.m. workout or 5.30 a.m. workout. Workout, we would go to film at 6.30, 6.30, depending on how the day ran. Get showered, get dressed, go to class, go to practice, go to study hall, 9, 9.30, 10 o'clock, I'm at home, I'm beat, I'm out. That is your day six days a week, damn near, close to it. Now, maybe you're not lifting weights every day. Some days you can sleep in a little bit, go to meetings at 6.30, 6.45, whatever it may be. But when you do that, when you commit, when you commit to playing college athletics, okay, you commit to what is what will be probably next four to five years for you, a business. A business. Now, can you get out of study hall? Can you make good enough grades? Yeah. Took me a semester. Didn't have never have to never had to go back. Never had to go back. I was glad I never had to go back because it wasn't worth a damn, right? Like, I mean, I, I don't need study hall to help me to study. I, I study all study hall is a distraction. It's all that it is for most kids. Truth be told. Okay, now that's in 2008, 2009. Maybe teams have changed up their philosophies. But when you, when you do not take care of business, when you do not take care of business off the field and it affects your team, it's a problem. Now, Blaine, put up Blaine's comment. He said, it's this again. Put it up. Uh, no, not that one. No, the one before that. He said, this again. You're trying to explain to idiots again. It's not about that. It, 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 it really isn't about that, Blaine, to be honest. And you thought I was doing a podcast with Burrow. I mean, come on. <laughs> he thought Joe DeLeon was Joe Burrow. I wish it was. I wish it was. Shout out to Joe DeLeon, though. Bottom line is, yes, because it's It's continuous. It's continuous. So as the five minutes that we will spend on this, I, I will ask Wilson Alexander, damn, it's in three minutes. Um, we will talk about it, but your actions are your actions. It, it just is. All right. Let's talk about some keys to victory, go, though, guys. Um, listen, LSU, obviously, we all know, plays Purdue this upcoming Monday. They will go, wish in the new year. They'll get a good night's sleep. They'll go into the game. The following day, they'll get ready. They'll play. They'll 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 play a team in Purdue that's decimated. This is your three keys to victory. There's there's only three. Number one, show who you are. The, the time from Georgia to now has been a long one. It's been a really long one. You, Jane Daniels has been hurt. You got to what some believe and some could be truthful. Some believe there's a quarterback controversy. One of those guys is going to have to bail it out and show that it's not. Is Jane going to start? Yes. Have I heard that he's been taking the first team reps, majority, if not all of them? Yes. Is, it, it, has Nussmeyer been taking a little bit more than he normally does? Yes. Is there a chance that Walker Howard could see some playing time in this open competition that everyone seems that there is, even though Brian Kelly denied it multiple times since they played Georgia? Yes. Do I think that he should see some first team reps over Nussmeyer? Yes, I do. But regardless of any of that, you got to just go out there and play your game. 
Purdue is decimated along uh, the perimeter and the secondary. They do have some pieces up front that are pretty nice defensively. You just got to go out there and take it to them. You just have to go out there and take it to them. No matter what happens, no matter what they're running, don't let what Purdue is doing dictate to you. Don't let – they don't dictate anything to you. Oh, it's cute and funny. They got uh, Drew Brees out here in this hoe. Drew Brees is out here in this hoe, right? Drew's out here doing the God's – the Lord's work, some people would believe, in Indiana. No, he's not. Go out there and take it to him. I, I really want LSU to come out here and release a little bit of anger. Release a little bit of anger. I want them to run the ball down their throat and not, and not stop. Now, Pooh Bear would call that a pause, but I, I'm just be, I will be honest. I want them to go out there and run the ball down their throat. Dictate to them and dictate to everybody going into next year that you're ready to go. That's what you have to do. Quickly through these, and we'll get to Wilson Alexander. Number two, look, I want to see some of these young guys defensively. Does Quincy Wiggins get some reps? Does Bryce Langston get some reps? Do you have some guys in the secondary, like the Terrence Welsh, that will get some reps at corner? Well, they're going to have to because they're a little bit decimated in some areas. I want to see some of these younger guys that we have not seen come out here, and let's see what we have. Now, you got Zy Alexander. You had Denver Harris. You have other dudes that will be coming into this program. Sounds good. Let's go out there and see what you have. And then, if you have a situation where, let's say LaTerrence Welsh, the former four-star from the Acadiana area, goes out there and does some good things, all right, well, now we know that we have a battle on our hands. You know, we've seen some things from Chris Hilton. And you guys know we, we've had Chris Hilton on, on this show as a regular at times. Chris Hilton is healthy. What does Chris Hilton do? You know, talking to him, I know that the shoulder and the little things and the little meniscus and the knee and all that, it's feeling better. He feels good. Let's see if he can get out there and do some things. Let's see what you got. Everybody wants to see Quincy Wiggins? Let's see what Quincy Wiggins can do. Ali Gay's not going to be here. Let's see who can rotate in there. Savion Jones, who split time. Let's get Savion Jones out there for a full game and see if he can impose his will. See if he can impose his will. Third and finally, man, I just want LSU to go out there and have a little bit of fun. You know, th this season has been a little, it's been of high intensity. You know, I I'm old enough to remember during the offseason when Jaden Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer, oh, this guy looks better. Oh, that guy looks better. Oh, Jaden's not ready. Jaden can't throw intermediate passes. And now he all he does is throw intermediate passes and you want him to throw the ball down the field. Let's go out there and have some fun, baby. It's just a bowl game. It's not going to dictate the next season what happens. Get to 10 wins, though. Do what you got to do to get to that 10th win. To some of you, it will mean a lot. It will give you hope. It will give you energy going into next year. Let's go do it. Let's go have some fun. All right. Wilson Alexander from The Advocate. I wonder if he's in Orlando. Do you spell Orlando with an E-A-U-X when LSU's in town? I feel like that's a little overplayed. I got to be a little honest. I feel like it's a little overplayed. Mm. What do I know? All right, let's talk about our good friends over the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Again, guys, if you're listening to us on XM Radio, Sirius XM, or you're listening to us on the TuneIn app, rate, review, and subscribe, we appreciate y'all doing that. 
on the Believe Network channel. All right, let's talk about the Drake Williams Law Firm. We are back in 45, sec 45 seconds. Wilson Alexander from The Advocate joins us next. By the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Whether you've been injured in an accident, you're preparing for a future with your estate planning, you're getting ready to close in on a real estate deal, or you're about to welcome a new addition through adoption into your family, or you're facing criminal charges, you need very experienced attorneys, and that is what the Drake Williams Law Firm will be able to do for you in navigating the legal system. The door to their cozy office in historic downtown Ponchatoula has been open since 1981. They have helped thousands and thousands of Louisiana families and individuals win cases, close on real estate deals, and regain that peace of mind. Their lawyers over at the Drake Williams Law Firm, Ernie Drake III, Ryan J. Williams, and Summer Vicnair are very determined, compassionate, and dedicated to their craft. It's the Drake Williams Law Firm, drakewilliamslawfirm.com. Give them a call today at 985-386-7600. Tell them your good friend Blake Rafino at AYS sent you on by. We're back. All right, we are joined by our friends from the Advocate, Wilson Alexander. Wilson, are you in Orlando? I mean, it looks like you're you're in Orlando. I am in Orlando. I'm in my hotel room here. <laughs> Got in yesterday. Uh, it's sunny, warm, and I wish I had my golf clubs. Okay, so it is nice in Orlando. It's not like the freezing cold like it was last week down here in the booth. No, not at all. It is um, <laughs> what you would expect from Florida. So anybody coming to the game, you're probably going to be able to wear shorts and a T-shirt, especially because we got that afternoon kickoff. You know, it gets a little bit chilly at night, but you now the weather's fantastic. What have you done since you've been there? You said you got there last night. What is your What is your day, or what is your or let's just say 24 hours been like, other than Kayshawn Booty declaring for the draft. Mostly that. Uh, quite a bit of work, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Have not done much in Orlando at this point. We've got some stuff we'll do um, over the weekend and, um, you know, that kind of thing. Right now, though, it's just work, getting ahead on work and, uh, you know, writing and that kind of thing. So let, let's start here, Wilson. I, look, I'm going to give you the floor on this. I, I guess how surprised were you um, yesterday around this time? that Keishon Bouti announced that he was going to change his mind and go into the NFL draft. And what can you shed light on in reference to this decision, if any? I was surprised mostly because he had already come out and said that right. he was staying. Because that was more of the surprise from the get-go was that he was going to come back. There was such a widespread expectation that he was leaving for the NFL after this season. Um, you know, he was a projected first-round pick going into the year, and even though his project projection uh, or excuse me, production dipped, and thus maybe his draft projection as well. Um, you know, he was still, it seemed like he was going to turn pro. And uh, so when he came back in the first place, that was really surprising. And that's what made yesterday's decision surprising. Because if that, if his decision to stay hadn't preceded all this, no one would have found it that strange. Um, but that's what made it more surprising than anything else. Um, I've been, I was told by you know, multiple sources that he wasn't really around the team in the last few weeks. Um, he did not travel to Orlando. And so the fact that he, uh, you know, once he sort of pieced that together with the fact that he was unavailable, not playing, that begins to make sense. And I guess, we, you know, we really don't understand Kayshawn's sort of reasoning behind saying uh, that he was staying and then now declaring for the draft. Um, but that, you know, that's, that's sort of what we know about the situation at this point, obviously. You know, he's going to try to go ahead. And even though this, the thought when he came back was kind of that he could test, you know, raise his draft stock with another year. Um, he's going to go ahead and test that now. He feels like he's uh, still one of the top receivers uh, in this class. And he wants to go out and be able to prove that. And, you know, and for LSU, it's just a matter of 
uh, moving on without him and, and reloading at receiver, which is kind of what you thought you would have to do uh, anyway. And I shouldn't really say reloading because they bring so, so many talented guys, but, you know, not having your, your number one uh, this season out there. Wilson, is this like a just a bow on the whole Kayshawn Booty experience over the last 12 months? The irony, the irony, and so Facebook, you know, lets you know these things. A, a, a year ago today, Kayshawn came out and said, don't listen to the rumors. I'm locked in. Tiger emoji. We would come to find out, you know, some, you know, NIL plays a big factor in all of this kind of stuff. But it just kind of feels to me that this kind of puts a bow on a weird ending to what seems to be a, a weird kind of situation over the last 12 months with LSU's All-American. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. I didn't even realize that it was pretty much a year to the day now that he had uh, shut down those you know rumors of, about transferring that were circulating so heavily last offseason. Uh, it was a strange last season for him. You know, just so much going on. I mean, he'd had the the ankle injury that required two surgeries in the offseason, Brian Kelly wanting him to be more engaged, really buy into the program. Um, he becomes a father in September. Um, it really seems like he was buying into the program, and uh, Brian Kelly was really praising him for how he responded even when he wasn't playing quite like himself and like we had seen before, that um, you know he really stepped up as a vocal leader kind of in the middle of the season, getting named offensive captain around Tennessee and Florida. Um, and you know he had a great game uh, to now end his LSU career, uh, making a 53-yard catch over the middle and weaving through Georgia's defense. And, you know, if he can continue to do that kind of thing during the pre-draft process, sort of show that those skills are still there, then he's going to get drafted. You know, we'll see, see exactly where, but certainly in the first couple rounds. And, um, you know, hopefully for his sake, go on to have a, a successful uh, NFL career. But it was certainly a sort of a strange last year uh, for a number seven and somebody who um, was just phenomenal for about – six games last year. I mean, his production was incredible, and um, it, it feels a little bit incomplete when you look over a whole course of a career, but um, is what it is. It's funny to me that the the the, the year that Kayshawn, you know, played the most games, technically had the most production, not from a touchdown perspective, but catches and receiving yards, and everybody feels like it's been a down year. Nevertheless, it's just it's just such a, a freaky situation. Wilson Alexander from the African joining us. Wilson, we talked about this, I think, that the last time you were on, but I'm going to shift the question in reference to maybe some players that you're looking forward to maybe seeing. So the NCAA came out with their waiver. Like, if you play four games, you now have the exemption to play in this fifth one with the bowl and because of opt-outs and transfers and stuff like that. Is there anybody specifically maybe you're looking for? You know, I know Quincy Wiggins has gotten a lot of headway, you know, and, and other players like Terrence Welsh. But is there anybody that Wilson Alexander is looking forward to seeing on Monday? Wiggins, for sure, because you start to look at, you know, Jack linebacker or, you know, defensive end. Where does he sort of fit into this defense moving forward? And that's probably still to be seen over the course of the offseason, just in terms of how his body grows and what else he wants to do with him. But, you know, it will be really interesting to see kind of how LSU uses him in this game because he's probably the main one where that redshirt rule applies to. There's only three guys who it really applies to. Um, everybody else either already passed the redshirt or was under the four games anyway and could have played. I've heard a lot of people talking about, oh, Walker Howard. He only played in one game, so it wouldn't have, it could have played in this anyway without that new redshirt rule. Wiggins is the big one where, you know, he'd played in four games and uh, now he can play in a fifth and in a, a fifth where there's an opportunity for him to really get on the field for the first time this year. Uh, so that's going to be fascinating to see what they do with him. 
I think it's really going to be interesting also to see what they do with Savion Jones uh, playing defensive end uh, because I heard you talking about him, you know, before we got on here, just the fact that, you know, he was kind of behind Ali Gay all season. He played in spots, showed some promise as a pass rusher, but he said himself early in the year that he really needed to improve in the, in right. the run game. Mm -hmm. um, let's see if he can do that for a full game and kind of lock down that spot um, because, you know, he's going to be competing with Paris Shand uh, come spring ball. And uh, if he wants to kind of assert himself and take an edge on that spot before Paris gets here. He's got a shot to, you know, to do that. Um, those two really stand out. Sage Ryan at nickel comes to mind as well. I'm curious to see what LSU actually ends up doing there because they've got major burns listed on, you know, sort of the, the, depth, the depth chart, even though those aren't always reflective of what happens at nickel. But, you know, Sage maybe plays there with Jay Ward moving outside. And uh, also just Brian Thomas and Kyron Lacey, you know. They've had a – Brian's had a decent year, but um, he hasn't really exploded yet. I mean, he's only just a sophomore. And so um, those two guys are going to have a real chance with LSU's uh, situation at wide receiver as well in this game. Any thoughts on Seven Banks? Have you heard anything on Seven Banks, the Ohio State transfer? I haven't heard anything new. I know he's down here. He's, he traveled with the team, um, but so did Mason Smith, and Mason Smith is not playing. <laughs> um, so we – it's something I think to follow up on here over the next couple of days. Um, just kind of check in on his status. I don't have a great answer for it on that one. Yeah. And that's always interesting. You know, obviously, golly, I mean, that's such a difficult injury. I mean, when you're talking about the neck, I mean, you see guys like Tua with the third concussion. I mean, you don't know what's really going to happen there moving forward with him either. All right, Wilson, uh, let me get to this quarterback talk with you very quickly. and We'll get you out of here. Look, LSU's obviously been promoting on social media, so we'll just go ahead and assume Jane Daniels has been out there. They're showing pictures, videos of him at practice throwing, but also Garrett Nussmeyer being out there. I guess how do you see or what have you heard in reference to this position possibly shaking out for just the bowl game right now? I would expect still still expect Jaden Daniels to take the first snaps. I mean, um, he's their starter, uh, and he's coming back next year. And um, Brian Kelly, everything that he's been saying, you know, has been that he's been getting healthier, and I've sort of heard the same. And you know, um, but it'll be interesting to see, especially because LSU has a real chance here to maybe go up big against a Purdue team that's so depleted, like it is, especially on the offensive side. You know, can they get Nussmeyer in the game? Um, do they want to? I mean, it's just going to be interesting to see how it shakes out. I don't have like, you know, their inside knowledge on what their quarterback plan is. But um, I, I would expect Jaden to, to be out there. And um, and then if they can get Nussmeyer in the game, they've got, hope, you know, hopefully for LSU, they've got a chance to do so just to continue to see what they have in him um, because he looked great in the Georgia game. Um, but that was maybe the first time where you saw, oh, okay, that's why they're, you know, really optimistic about Garrett's future. So um, we'll probably, you know, we'll, we'll have to kind of see how it shakes out come game time. But I, I definitely expect Jaden to play. Um, you know, he's, it's been almost a month since the SEC championship. And, um, you know, I mean, as of a few weeks ago, Brian Kelly said that if he, if they were playing, you know, soon, then he, then he'd be healthy. And so that's been the expectation this whole time. Last one, we'll get you out of here. I know that, you know, look, you look like you're having fun in Orlando. I want you to go <laughs> have some fun. Um, any thoughts on how this game is going to go? I mean, Wilson, this is very difficult for me. I mean, I don't, as much as I've watched Purdue over the last couple of, you know, weeks, I guess, I look at their offense and I'm like, well, who the shit's going to, who's the shit behind them? I mean, you don't, you don't really know. I, I guess, what do you even expect going into this? I mean, cause I really, I, I have an idea. I think LSU can really do well here, but at the same time, I don't know what Purdue has at all. I mean, what do you expect going into this? 
Conventional wisdom suggests that LSU should win. I mean, that's the reason they're favored by two touchdowns or right. more, just depending on where you look. And so I, I guess I kind of follow that. Um, I mean, they've got pretty much everybody on offense still. It's all really going to come down to, you know, can these guys who we were talking about on the defensive side, these young guys like Savion Jones and uh, Quincy Wiggins and, um, you know, even guys who aren't necessarily young but haven't played much. I mean, Jacoby Guillory, Tuggy Hill, you know, when they need to rotate a defensive tackle and stuff, can they hold up on the de- on the defensive line? Because all of a sudden, if Purdue's offensive line is somehow able to push LSU around a little bit, then you're probably thinking about a closer game. So as long as those guys, you know, step up and, and play well, then I feel like LSU is going to be able to control this thing from start to finish and not have too much trouble. Because um, I feel like offensively, they're going to be able to not necessarily just do whatever they want because, you know, it's a college football game, but have some success and, and be able to move the football um, and I feel like LSU is going to win pretty comfortably. Last one out loud. Is there a specific transfer portal guy that, that you that you look at and say that's the biggest addition that LSU's made this offseason? I, I mean, obviously you could look at one of the corners, but is there one specific guy that you look and it's like, all right, they got a dude here? Ooh, that's a great question. It hasn't well, – not something that I've spent a ton of time thinking about so far. Um I'm interested, really interested to see how Shand plays, um, and also uh, Justin Jefferson from West, West Virginia, <laughs> which is so funny that we have another Justin Jefferson around here, uh, or Jordan Jefferson. Gosh, yeah, Jordan Jefferson. Jefferson. Jordan and Jefferson. they got a there's Jay so, Lee. There's so many Jeffersons now. And they I'm got a Jay Lee. Wrong. They got I a know. Jay Lee too. I mean, this is iconic. We might go to a nanny Wilson. <laughs> I know. It, I, I'm look, interested to see Jefferson though because. Um, you know, he had a really productive year at West Virginia and they need help a defensive tackle. And he seems like somebody who might be able to slide in. So we'll get a better sense of that come spring ball, exactly how that stuff's kind of shaking out. But those guys on the defensive line, uh, I think I'm really just interested to watch. And then of course, Denver Harris, I'm intrigued to see how he plays and what he does once he gets over here. Yeah. Nine and a half tackles for loss for Jordan Jefferson, not named the quarterback at LSU. It's going to be interesting. All right, Wilson, thank you so much, buddy. Have a happy new year, and we'll we'll see you very soon. Have a good game, and uh, we'll see talk to you probably next week or two weeks, whenever, but we'll get you back on soon. Thank you so much. All right, Blake. Happy New Year. You too, man. That's Wilson Alexander from The Advocate, live from, from Orlando with EAUX. <laughs> with the EAUX. Spectrum, Spectrum Welfare says, what about Bryce Langston? Yeah. I think Bryce Lang, I think a lot of these young guys are just going to have to play. Now, whether they be starters next year, I have no idea. I have no idea. Uh, Jason Brumfield says, braided-haired Jaden may turn into braided hair Lamar Jackson. Well, man, if he does that, then watch out. If he does that, then watch out, right? Because that was, I mean, that's MVP Lamar Jackson. That's MVP Lamar Jackson. You got to give him credit there. Uh, Pressure says Wiggins, he playing in this game? Yeah, uh, Pressure, I think, you know, he's going to have to if he's available to go. I mean, you just don't have a lot of rotation depth. I mean, Wilson just talked about it. You do have Tyge Hill. But, I mean, like, who's going to be the guy that is going to start in Jaqueline Roy's place. Is it Tyge Hill? Is it Quincy Wiggins? Like, like who is it? 
You know, like we do not know that. And relatively, relatively, they have shut the media out. And, and I don't blame them. I don't blame them. I mean, do you put Tank Guillory there? I think you could play Tank Guillory there and let Makai Wingo play the three tech, let Tank play the one or the nose, um, which LSU hadn't played a nose all year, really. Maybe you can do that, but they're going to have to try to rotate some guys in and out. And look, give guys playing time, man. I mean, like, rotate this, rotate these guys in and out. Go have some fun. And, and especially if you do get big up, get up big early and you're able to uh, impose your will, you're able to score, maybe you get a defensive touchdown, maybe you get a couple interceptions, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Richard says, Fitzgerald West on the D-line. No, he. Uh, if you remember, I think maybe it was five or six weeks ago, he got moved over there for death reasons. Uh, but Brian Kelly said that Fitzgerald West got moved back to center. Guys, he has no business playing D-line. We don't need to do an Ed Orgeron type situation here. Keep Fitzgerald West at center. Don't move him back. Don't move him to D-line. The kid's at center. He's going to be a really productive center. I think at the end of the day, after it's all going to be said and done, in four or five years, we're going to sit here and say that Fitzgerald West was the best center on this team. Like he was the most talented center. Don't move him back there. Don't move him back there. All right. Let's get to our last break, and then we'll, we'll, we'll recap some of this LSU basketball. And then fire in your questions. Football questions, any questions you have, fire them inside the Rudy Crew chat right now. Hashtag Ask Blake. We'll get to all the rest of them to close out the show here. But let me talk about my good friends over at Wham Electric. Guys, they're a licensed electrical contractor. Anything that you need residential, and I mean anything need a generator outside your house. They do it all. Had an issue here the other day at our house. They come right out and they take care of you. 985-241-8059. That's 985-241-8059. Let them know that Blake Rafino sent you on by. Good, fr- good friends over at Fry Construction. That's Fry Construction and Dirt Service. Site work and land development, oil and gas services. Commercial construction, agri and soil hauling, waste containers, demolition. Go see them at 161 West Maple Street in Eunice, Louisiana. Or give them a call at 337-457-5100. That's 337-457-5100. Let them know Blake Rafino sent you on by. All right, let's talk about our good friends over at Graham Co. Guys, we're back in one minute. Let's close out the show. Fire inside your questions. Also, we're going to talk about some LSU basketball. They played pretty well last night. Talk about it next. Guys, I've got to talk to you about our good friends over at Gramco. They are the Delta company based out of the state of Florida. They're founded by college football junkies just like you and I, and I am not sure if you're familiar with Delta 8, but you need to be. Gramco is the absolute leader in this field, and they have phenomenal products that I just need to tell you about. First off is the Wake and Bake coffee that is absolutely spectacular. The gummies are as well as they're the best in the market. So go to thegramco.com. Right now, and use the promo code AYS25. That's thegramco.com, AYS25 promo code to get 25% off of your order. Jump on this fast as it is perfect for holidays, anniversaries, and everyday use. Gramco is hemp derived and completely legal inside of the state of Louisiana. No medical card is needed. And shipping is very discreet. You must be 21 years older to order. Again, that's thegramco.com. Use that promo code AYS25. <clears throat> Adrian says to us, 
or asks us, he says, I think the DB that transferred from Southeastern, talking about Ty Alexander, or Zy Alexander, excuse me, will be a day one starter and a difference maker uh, next year. Thoughts? I agree with that. Guy had nine interceptions last two games, was a two-time All-American in the FCS, two-time Southland Conference All-American. Should have been the defensive player of the year this year. They didn't give it to him. He got hosed. So, I agree with you. I, I do think he's a day one starter. Let's see how he progresses. Trey Patton says, hashtag ask Blake thoughts on the playoff games. Ask me about that tomorrow as me and my buddy on the new podcast. So, guys, I'm really excited about this. Uh, I told you we were going to be having some big news coming out. Um, so, me and my buddy Joe DeLeon from the Believe Network uh, we'll be on XM Radio, TuneIn app, wherever you listen to podcasts, Facebook, and YouTube. So we'll be launching that out. It's the Rafino and Joe Show. We'll be doing that live tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. We'll be streaming on our Facebook page and our Rafino and Joe Show YouTube. So listen to what I want you to do. Just follow AYS on Twitter and Facebook. I'll share out the links tomorrow morning around 9, 9 o'clock, 9.30 uh, we'll talk about the playoff games. We'll talk about Georgia and Ohio State. We'll talk about TCU and Michigan. I probably will. I'm probably going to tee off on the 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 hoe named Sonny Dykes, the head coach at TCU. I think he's a barch. That's what I think he is. Let me just say, I think he's a barch. That's what he is. He's a barch. SEC doesn't play but nine conference games. Well, when you play Colorado and Dookie State and the, the school of the blind and deaf, bro, I, I mean, you literally play the Institute of the the Institute of the Rudy Poos, the Dookie Stains. Dookie Stain and Dookie Water has a better football team than Colorado did the year before. Now I can't say that now with Dion. You get what I'm saying. They were 11 1, the worst power five team in the country last year. It's not even rem- remotely close. How they beat Cal, I have no idea. But we'll talk about tomorrow morning. We'll go around the SEC. We'll talk a little LSU, Notre Dame. I'm going to tee off on Joe DeLeon, who's a big Notre Dame guy. I think Notre Dame completely tampered with Sam Hartman. So we got a lot to talk about. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. Actually, extremely fired up behind that. We'll talk about that there. Yeah, Florida State just took the lead on Oklahoma 18 to 17. That was a part of my three team parlay. I also picked an upset tonight Washington over Texas. I took the plus three. So, made some money last night. Had a cash out a little bit early. Glad that I did. We'll see. We'll see. Ryan Cronledge says, Hashtag Ask Blake, do you have an early prediction as to why you could be a surprise breakout player going in next year? I'd love to see Brian Thomas ball out next year. Uh, I'm going to show Deshaun Womack. as a player nobody's talking about because obviously he's a freshman. All right. I'm not going to spend too much time on it, but because we're about to to wrap up here. LSU had a massive win last night. They beat uh, Arkansas, the number nine team in the country, 60-57. Trey Hannibal, man, 19 points, two rebounds, or two assists, six rebounds. Completely went off. Derek Fountain went off. Had a double-double with 14 points and 10 rebounds when K.J. Williams was a little bit down. Played a, a lot of complimentary team ball. Adam Miller's got to get better shooting the ball. Uh, I, I I thought that Adam, uh, I think Adam's just really struggling. I don't know. I don't want to say Adam's not as good as some people maybe anticipated him being, but I think Adam is just struggling at a very high level. Um, he's got to get better. Now he did 
sealed the game with two really, really clutch free throw, free throws. He he did he. I went back and watched. He was the one, and the people told me I was wrong. He was the one that hit the three uh, there uh, in the corner. It was a really big three. It tied the game back up. It's got the momentum to go back to LSU in the second half. Look, bottom line is, and a lot of people freaked out when Will Wade was fired, right? Remember when a lot of people uh, freaked out when Will Wade was fired? Oh, my God, the American gangster got put in Rikers Island. Oh, no, the FBI, what's Scott Woodward doing? Oh, my private parts are tingling again. <laughs> no pause. No pause. Newsflash. Scott Woodward knows what the fuck he's doing. Who would have ever thought Scott Woodward knew what the fuck he was doing? Jeez. Good team, man. Good team. Let's see what they can make a little bit of a run. But you know what's funny? When the, the luck of LSU, they'll damn near, they'll damn near win the, the SEC. And then the NCAA and the IARP will come down on them. That's a, that would be LSU's luck. Uh, Brandon Graziano says, Blake, how do you see the quarterback room next year? Do you think Walker will start? I do not know. It. I, let me say this. I don't know if Walker will start. I think if, if the quarterback room is Jaden Walker and Ricky Collins, I still believe and tend to think that they will lean on Jaden to start because of the experience. Guys, you can't take away that many starts. For I mean that you're gonna give you're gonna give Walker Howard his first start over a guy that started 40 plus games. That's just tough, man. That's just tough. You have a really big game to start off the year playing Florida State in Orlando. I could see a scenario, maybe possibly, because Walker's extremely talented, where Jaden kind of starts his season and you work in Walker Howard. You know, you play Grambling week two. Can you get Walker Howard in there early? Can you make him get some throws? If Nussmeyer obviously is to transfer. But I just do feel like at some point, one of these three quarterbacks is going to see the writing on the wall and get on out of here. I, but you know what? what's wild about that? I said Garrett Nussmeyer was going to... I, I said Garrett Nussmeyer was going to, you know, possibly transfer last year. And he didn't. So I, I guess we'll see. I mean, he... You know, a lot of and what's so wild about this Garrett Nussmeyer thing? A lot of people were going around town saying, "Oh, Garrett Nussmeyer got an NIL deal through LSU." It's a cheese it thing, dude. Like it's not a long term thing. I don't know. I I I just still feel that it's it's very difficult for you to take the start away and the job away from the guy that won you the SEC West. That's just where I sit, man. It's just where I sit. I, I don't know how else to... Uh, I don't know. Ryan Cronland says, got to take those... Uh, got to make those damn free throws. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. Let me see. What was LSU from the free throw line? I thought they were around 50%. Yeah, 6 of 12 from the line, 50%. 
But LSU play. I mean, their defense is really good, man. They got a really good defensive, all, or really just a good all over uh, overall, uh, uh, all around team. Arkansas going to zero for thirteen in the first half from three. Man, man, they just played really well. You got to give it to them. You got to give it to them. All right, we'll cut this one a little bit short. Usually, oh, we're an hour and one minute. We're an hour and one minute. Pooh Bear and them are going live. Zach, y'all going live tomorrow? Okay, so got both of the um, both of the producers going live. One tonight, one tomorrow. One tonight, one tomorrow. I don't know, who, guys. Y'all got to put the names on here. I I don't know who says this. Uh, started one of six ace and Fountain were the only ones to have good nights at the line. Yeah, and, and really, Adams had a really good year from the line anyway. You know what I mean? Like, he, I mean, he's had a pretty. I think he's shooting over eighty percent. Jordan Langston says, do you think the receivers that transferred and Booty leaving because lack of passes from Daniels? No. I, this is what I believe. Guys, we need to clip this. We need to clip this. Use this for your own shows if you want to. Say, well, Blake Rafino said it. So I'll just read this question again since we clipped it. Jordan Langston asked, do you think the receivers that transferred and Booty, well, what tran- what receivers you you are you just talking about best it was only jack best that transferred outside of booty leaving because of lack of passes from jane daniels no i think jack best transferred because gay sean booty said that he was returning and then gay sean booty did shit off the field that got him hit now wilson alexander just came on the show and said well gay sean said he was coming back and he never came back to the team well you want to know why he didn't Go ask around. Because I know why. Look, man, and, and I mean this with, I, I really, really, really do mean this with love. This generation's soft. So I'm going to get ripped a lot for this. Put Guys, I might get canceled. Some of, some of these kids in this generation needs a fucking reality check. As Little Wayne said in that song one time, I pay these bills with a reality check. <laughs> some of y'all need some of y'all need that. Okay? Stop being soft. Stop being soft. G- grow a pair. Guys, I wake up at five o'clock every morning. Do I ever want to get up at 5 a.m.? Fuck no. I never want to wake up. I stay up with a newborn until probably 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock in the morning every single night. Every single night. I'm up at 5. That's not a brag. Whatever. Grow a pair. Stop being a Rudy Poo. Shit. All right. We're out of here. See y'all tomorrow. 10 a.m. in this bitch. <laughs> the Rafino and Joe show makes its debut. See you tomorrow. Y'all have a good night. Peace out, Girl Scouts. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.